0: Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. What to do, baby booze? Um, Hey, are y'all ready for part two of my conversation with Raven? I hope you guys are ready. Um, Part two of this with Raven and Alexis is literally my favorite part of the whole conversation because we really were able to get into relationships in a healthy, like, girl talk way, not in, like, a shit-talking way. And I love chopping it up about things like this, because I feel like Twitter and culture wants us to believe this whole narrative that, like, niggas ain't shit, women ain't shit, all that type of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I honestly don't believe that. I feel like we are all just a product of our experiences, traumas, environments, et cetera. And then, of course, some people are just bad people, but I mean, that's there's a reason for that as well. And then, also, some people are more aware than others. And then, some people work harder than others to be better and do better and practice, you know, better habits and things like that. But, like I always say, we're all humans and we all have our shit. So, to each its own, um, never be in a relationship that is like abusive or hurting you mentally, physically, emotionally in any type of way or just making you not a better person, that's just not the way for the vibe. But we are all humans. We all have our stuff. And find that person that you can figure all that out with in a healthy way, in a growing way. Not in a way that you're putting all of your things on them because you guys are individuals, right? But yeah, I love, um, I love black love. You know what I'm saying? I always talk about that show that's on OWN, which a new season is going to come out soon. So I'm excited about that as well. But yeah, um, I love to learn and truly make changes to be and do better in all aspects of life. So, yeah, y'all, let's get into the show and let's get into these updates. So as far as updates go, hmm, nothing's really changed since last week, significantly in a sense. Um, so no huge updates. Everything is everything. I will say that for sure. And I will say that I'm really grateful and happy right now because simply because like my dad is very proud of me right now. And I can tell because that is, if you know, y'all know in African communities, they're not going, to they, y'all already, y'all just know anyway. But yeah, I just feel like as a kid, That's all you ever want. Anybody is to truly feel that and know that you're making your parents proud outside of being able to like buy your parents a home and show them the world and things like that, which is like definitely what I'm doing next. But just to make them proud is step one for me personally, although they've never made me not feel like I was doing an amazing job. But, you know, it's a different feeling when it's just like you just It's just different. And I feel that something like I didn't know that I even needed because I was very much so rebellious in a sense for how most Kenyans were raised. And I always felt like I didn't give any, like my parents, any bragging rights or reasons to brag on me, although they still did. And although contrary to my own belief, everyone would be like, girl, what are you talking about? You, you're doing great, sweetie. But you know what I'm saying? on some of my own internal stuff, that's how I would feel sometimes. But as of lately, um, even before getting this new position, I just feel so good. And I'm just happy to share this with my dad. And I'm happy to just get closer to my roots overall, now that I'll be working more with like my Kenyan community and the Ethiopian community through the UN and the ECA. And I'm just happy to be here, seriously. So happy, so grateful for life. I'm so grateful for a life that flows, a life that is abundant, a life that is like now filled with ease. Everything feels ease, is filled with ease and peace. And and I know that simply because I learned how to truly let go and let God. This is definitely a direct result of that. And not even just getting the position because I could lose that tomorrow, but just the way that I feel within it and feel without it is just priceless it's priceless like what the freak (laughs) but yeah um he really does god really does have a plan the universe whoever you believe in really does have a plan just believe be faithful and do the work to like be your best self and you are going to fall short you are going to have hiccups but it's all a part of the process and you're gonna get there boo no worries no worries um but yeah, it's so wild. And that's really it for updates. We can definitely get into our next topic, which will be change. Y'all, we're gonna get this sound together. I promise. I promise. But let's get into change. For change this week, I want to shout out Young Thug and Gunna for um what they did this week. So if you guys didn't know, the Fulton County Jail is like over capacity. Why is it overcapacity during COVID, you might ask? Mm, Atlanta, mm, just nasty, just nasty. But yeah, so it's overcapacity and they decided to bail out 30 inmates um, just on some random stuff because of that. Um, And basically Gunna was saying, you know, like we all know that people are locked up for reasons that are so minor and minuscule, but because they don't have the funds, To get bailed out or no one cares to bail them out they're just still in there like and their whole life is just basically being taken away from a very minor situation half the time a lot of people in jail did things just because they had to do it because of the way everything is set up for black people so yeah y'all they basically got out 30 inmates Um, the rapper said most of the men and women were being held on minor offenses but couldn't get out because they didn't have the money like I said before and this is what Thug said he said it feels so good to point it feels so good to the point where you start feeling that's why God put me here he put me here to do this Um, and they plan to keep on doing that as much as they can Um, they didn't disclose how much which who cares I don't care how much um, they spent to do that and I'm just I think they're just really dope. I just like when people just do things like in an innovative way instead of just giving money and not knowing where it goes. This was like a direct situation and not, and a direct source. And it just seemed very much so genuine. It wasn't all over the internet, um, it was just what they did. And shout out to them. Shout out to Thug. Shout out to Gunna. Um, I heard that that album is just super fire. I think it's called village something y'all don't let me don't let me get to lying about that slime language too i said spillage village child okay um but yeah y'all gonna and thug get changed for the week shout out to them and i'm definitely gonna jam this album i've never been a thugga or gonna fan like everyone else and not because i don't like it just because i just never dived in but I'm going to do that because I know that whenever I do hear a song, I'm like, hey, what's this? What's this? Which is something that I just never dig into. So I'll be doing that. And I know thug. And like they're just talented as fuck. Like, art, artistically and sonically, they're on some other shit. So shout out to them. Okay. And Atlanta, get y'all shit together. The fuck? Let me stop cussing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Atlanta, get it together. Okay. We're going to move on to our next situation which will be my two cents before we get into my two cents um i definitely want to take the time to talk about my new watch i know y'all saw my post if you follow my instagram i watch my bangles and um i love my watch by the way uh it's provided by Movements, spelled mvmt.com And specifically the bangles. So it was like two to three people that were like, how'd you get bangles to get like on your small wrists in person and online? And yeah, those bangles literally fit my wrist perfectly. And you guys can get those if you have tiny wrists or if you don't, they have different sizes, Um, watches, sunglasses, regular glasses, all the accessories. Very modern, very cute. And you can use my code penny piece 15 spelled p e n n i e p e a c e 15 at checkout to get you a little discount and then of course that is basically supporting me as well. So love that, love my watch and um thank you to movement for sponsoring this episode. We're going to go on to my two cents. And then we're going to get into this interview with Raven Alexis. All right. So for my two cents, I wanted to talk moon talk. I wanted to talk about the moon. And before y'all start being like, yeah, yeah, rah, rah, moon this, moon that, and all that extra stuff. The reason why I like believe in the moon in a sense is because the moon, the sun, the earth, the water, the, the things, the nature things like that's the only thing that's real, like and outside of us and animals and stuff that that was created by God, not by man. So to believe that they have zero effect on anything or any of us is just kind of weird. Like we wait. The sun wakes us up. You know what I'm saying? So to believe that there's zero effect is just kind of eh to me. But y'all know, believe what you want. But I did want to talk about this super pink mood that appeared this week because I had no idea that that was going down. I was minding my business. Um, I had just finished my yoga hit with Melanie. Shout out to Melanie, Um, my recording on Sunday. And um, I went outside to meditate uh, because I saw that the moon was full and the moon was full the night before. And we had so much fun the night before. We had a blast, me and like my girls and stuff. So the next day I was like, okay, let me you know do some chill meditation my normal thing but i was like let's do it outside now because it's warm so and it's a full moon so i meditated outside and it just was a different feeling like i just felt i always feel good after but this was just a shift it was just like something just clicked in my brain and in a different way um and you know like every couple of weeks or months or however we go through those shifts and changes you know so but I felt that. And I was like, damn, what the hell? And I also felt a strong sense of like just gratefulness and then like newness also. And I also just felt like Goon was right there with me as well. So it was just a whole thing. And the moon was just so bright and big. And I was like, damn, this this thing big. But I didn't think it was a no different than any other full moon. Then I get on Instagram later and it's like, oh, super pink moon or pink super moon and all this stuff. And I was like, damn, let me dive into this a bit because you know how if you know it's about to be this pink super moon, so you might make some stuff up in your head about how you're supposed to feel. But like, no, I had no idea that that was what was happening until after I felt all of those feelings. So I dived into kind of what it's about a little bit. And I definitely want to share with you guys. Um, but yeah, so a pink super moon um, appeared this week. And what that means, it's like 30% bigger and 14% brighter than usual. And that's because it's at the closest point to the Earth's orbit. So it's literally the closest that the moon ever really is to us. So we really do feel and see it and stuff like that. And although you might not see it be pink, it depends on where you are in the world, what time you peep and check it out. If you ever were to catch that, you're so lucky. I caught it in like an orange state. And then the other day, it was just more so just really, really bright and just potent. But yeah, according to NASA, the April pink moon got its name after the herb pink moss, a flower that appears in the U.S. when spring has sprung. So it's on some renewal, spring, that whole vibe type stuff. And, um, psychology today said, if you're feeling like your emotions are running high this week, or if you feel as though a huge switch up in your life is pending, it's probably not a coincidence. Wow. These New Yorkers are blowing their horn during my moon talk. Not during the moon talk. All right, let's get back. They stopped a thing. Okay. Big changes may feel like they are starting to fall into place for you or you may feel an overwhelming sense of emotion or power to change things for yourself. I felt like a strong sense of like contentment and continual change. Um, and just to keep going on what I'm on how I'm moving. Um yeah, so embrace that change and energy and use it, and use it to your advantage. But yeah, y'all, I was like that's pretty cool, that's interesting and I love the earth. Like the earth is our gift and it's just is really dope. So moon talk, big moon talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to move on to our interview. And before I get into this interview, I must let y'all know. Now the second half of our audio and recording was just, uh, Oh my God. And the interview is so good. So I don't want you guys to miss the message because I know it's not going to be appeasing to the ear. I know how that feels like I've listened to all the podcasts in the world and you it feels better to listen to smoother situations, but we figured out what went wrong and it will never happen again. Hopefully not. It won't. But yeah, just listen to the end still, because I don't want you guys to miss anything. It was very different, like the things that we talked about. Um, Very, very relatable and something that I've never talked about on the pod. So y'all stay tuned. Listen. My bad for the audio. My bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. But all right, y'all, let's get into the interview with Raven. Um. Okay, let's get into your budo. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> okay, I found... So this, I was like, let me go find... I have it right here. The caption, the first two... I had, like, put my phone down before I even read the rest of it. because I was like, yes, that's literally it. So... Last week, I want to say, Raven posted her and her little boo. And this, this first two, I'll just read that part. He, she said, He never lets me forget that I belong to myself, that he is not entitled to me or my energy, that I'm enough all by myself. And that just makes me want to give him everything. And I just was like, <laughs> Yes, and not even in the sense for like, me wanting that but of course I do want that but I was like dang like am I giving that to my people or my person you know what I'm saying like am I doing that for them or whatever um so like expound on that and just the whole story wherever you want to take it we can take it (laughs)
1: yeah
2: okay so I and I really do hate so I don't hate it but like I be really trying to like leave the past in the past it's a part of the story it's a part of my story and it's a part of the reason why I'm able to like be in this relationship the way that I'm in it you know like Mm -hmm. I did not and I don't want to talk about my last relationship like like it was just a victim type of thing you know I just I was I wasn't, I wasn't as strong as I am now. I wasn't as aware, you know. I wasn't as confident. So I let things slide. I settled. Mm-hmm. I did not speak up for myself. I said things that were harmful. I contributed to so many things. And mm-hmm. so I need that. I love that you acknowledge that, like,
0: your contribution to yeah. it. Because it's, it's two people doing the same thing. Well, you know, in a sense. Like, yeah. something in you allowed that to happen. And then it's exactly. the first
1: I agree. Like that's how I feel about my past
0: as well.
2: Yes, you know, I can't I can't just I can't just put it all on the other person. Right. But I um yeah, there were just things that 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 shit broke me down. I ain't going to lie. Like I thought mm-hmm. the relationship before that broke me down and it did because that was like when I was in college and first time going to therapy all that. That was like that. But this one that one told me up, okay? <laughs> I just kind of reconnected with one of my friends and we were talking about how, you know, we had friction throughout our entire friendship. And then we talked about the time and she was like, oh yeah, you were dating such and such. I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't even showing up for myself. I didn't know how, I didn't know that I wasn't showing up in my friendship because I didn't even know myself, you know? So we, we were together for, I think three or four years. And then when we finally broke up, it wasn't really like a breakup. You know, like we broke up, but we were still like talking. And so I was trying to set boundaries and you know, no but I
1: the work. Know, you was really yeah, trying.
2: I was trying <laughs> but I wasn't honoring my boundaries and so that person wasn't honoring my boundaries either, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it really took for me to be the bad guy to cut that cord. Uh, you know, yeah, it took for me to be the bad guy to cut that cord, and that's that goes into like me like worrying about what other people think because this person I don't know what they are gonna do, you know, tell right. stories about me, you know. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna shrink off of social media, and I'm just I'm gonna just let that be that, you know. Like I was mm-hmm. so
1: nervous
2: about it, but like I see that that was the only way that I was gonna cut that cord because I have not talked to this person in a year, so it's like, damn. And I don't know. After that, it was up. It was really up. up, up.
1: For me too. (laughs) For
2: real. Because I made that decision right before I started um, my yoga teacher training with Big. Like, so many things started happening for me that I couldn't shrink. I couldn't be scared. I'm like, oh, this.
1: That's um, God right there. It was
2: so God. If I At another time, I'll tell you how all of that No, for sure. It was die, for real. So once that cord was cut, I feel like it opened up so much for me. You know, I was patient. I did what I needed to do. And then, yeah, so me and Eric met in 2014. His name, Eric, and uh, we met in 2014 on some summer fling shit, for real. Like, I literally, this is is post-college, yes. He was in my DMs. And this was this I remember because it was when Joe's Craft Shack was still alive and they had two for Tuesdays every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I was at Happy Hour with my mama and we were in, like, we always followed each other, but like, it was, we didn't know each other. Right. He was messaging me that day and he was like, Yeah, I'm going to come up there. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because I don't know you. You don't know me. From know? where?
1: Where was he at?
2: He was going to come to Joe's Crab Shack where I was. My oh, gosh, gotcha. like, okay. Oh. Like, no, you're not. I don't know you. And why I turned around and he's there. He's standing there. He sits down. He has drinks with me and my mama. And we're just cackling, cackling. <laughs> And I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay. This is going to be my boo. You know? Because <laughs> I had just. I had just broken up with the person who I was dating in college and all that. Right. So I'm like, really on some rebound shit to be completely mm-hmm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this gonna be my New person. energy, new
0: person. Yes,
2: you know. So it turned out to be some summer fling shit. I thought we were going to be a thing, but he was like, no, you know, whatever. Friends. About. Yeah. He was like, it's not you. It's me. Da, da, da. And I was salty, but I wasn't that salty because I was like, I knew that I was just like rebounding and wasn't really even ready for what I thought I was. Ready right. For. So I just kind of let it go. And I thought I would never talk to him again. I really chalked it up to that was a summer fling. That was cute. That was fun.
1: Whatever. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, I went on with life, you know, and then started dating the other guy for those three or four years. And Eric, well, maybe he'll tell his story another time. But he was in a relationship, too, for a long time. That's when Mm -hmm. he moved out to Chicago. And so, like, yeah, we just went. We parted ways. We hung out one time in 2018 after some dang I ain't seen you in a long time. Mm -hmm. But that was just like, hey. And then that was it. If I'm writing stuff down, just
0: because I'd be forgetting my question. So, okay, no, I got it.
2: <laughs> so then we reconnected in May. Um, and he's still in Chicago, by the way. So we've been doing this long distance. Um, and he, yeah. we reconnected in May. Um, he came down here in June. This was all like FaceTime. And I mean, honestly, not even to front. It has really been some cute shit. Like we would be meditating on FaceTime and talking all the time. Just yeah. so cute. So, so cute. And he came down here in June and we spent Juneteenth together all up in Galveston, being all cute, having fun. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he asked me to be his girlfriend in August. And it's, we just been traveling back and forth. And it's been so fun because I've never been to Chicago before. And now I feel like, you know, I know the sh- yeah that's what he said too and yeah I went he came when he came down here that first time in June he stayed down here for like two weeks and then I went back up with him on some spontaneous shit and I Mm -hmm. stayed up there for like three weeks just like hanging out you know and I really loved it there
1: but you know he
2: um he experienced some stuff in his life that really got him to this point and I, I feel like we like met or came back together at the perfect time because we mean, both kind of experienced these like life changing things in our lives and then when we came together we just had everything that the other person needed really? and he just he really does make sure to let me know that like like there'll be days where I'll be trying to be cute and I'll say like the other day he was like oh you look so cute and I was like "Mm -hmm, that's all you he was like no that's all you you know because he just wants me to know like that uh, there's no that there's nothing that I owe him you
1: know
0: like I I um, want you for you and just like in a sense go do you and be you and I'm here for you Yes,
2: yes. He he never, ever, ever lets me forget that. Like, I know, you know, that it was a sweet caption and it's like really real, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel so much more comfortable by, um just being open and candid with him because I know that he's going, to, well, you know, we're human, so he doesn't receive everything well, but the communication is open for mm-hmm. us to talk about it.
1: That goes into
0: the question i was going to ask, the like... From the talking phase, you know you have that first little not fight, but whatever to figure out what's the next thing, or you know, like act like that honeymoon talking stuff and you're not together yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if y'all had any experience like that, like how did y'all communicate and like get through that hump if y'all had one? You know what?
2: <laughs> when I uh when we we did have one. Mm-hmm. And- I it taught it taught me how to talk to him. You know, it really taught me how to express myself, and I'm so grateful because he's one of those people who will send them long ass text messages, which I love because I used to be a person who would send them long. No, me. Knowing that they wasn't getting read, <laughs> <laughs> so to know that I have someone who I'm gonna send long text messages and they're gonna, and send, gonna it send it to. back too. Yeah, I love but it. One day he would. I had said something to him, and I I know that I was being petty, you know, but whatever. I said it. he sent me me this message and he was like we're not doing that yeah like we're not doing that and just a whole and i said you know we we had a little we had a little tip or tap but Mm -hmm. i don't know there's just something there or we just like there's nothing you can tell me about him i know that this is a forever thing and i know Mm -hmm. he does too so if we even if we don't have the right words it'll just Mm sorry yeah you know what I've been recognizing is that, like, if we don't figure it out right then and there, it always comes up in a way where this air is clearer and we talk about it in a less, a less intense way. Like it, it's right. just like a conversation, like what you and I are having right now. So it's kind of like, like you gotta don't just let you it
1: be sometimes. You um, let
2: it, but don't. But don't. One thing that I'm also learning <laughs> is that, like, I have to. I have to speak up for myself. I have to say. Yeah to say and I cannot be afraid of what the outcome is going to be. That's been, that has kind of you know, when I was experiencing certain kind of feelings, I would be kind of hesitant to say anything to him because I'm like ooh, you know, like you know, we might yeah, especially yeah. When we were talking at first, but like I, that's what I, I have to speak up for myself and I don't know, I feel like that's a big part of why we are so tight because, like, I'm not about to. I think a lot of people,
0: women or men, whoever, it's like one person is scared to speak up because they're scared of, like, losing the situation or scared of the outcome or scared of being naggy, especially women yes. or whatever the case may be. And it's just like you can either speak up or it's, it's going to come out later. It's going to come out either talk in a different way or it can, we can address it and try to work it out through open communication as much as possible. But I guess it's it's that he's an open communicator.
2: Yeah. And I'll tell you something. So when we first, first, when I first started feeling like I was having feelings, I was, I was hanging, I was still hanging out with other people, you know, Mm -hmm. but something was tugging at me. I was like, dang, okay. I feel like this could be a little something. So I don't know if I could tell him, you know. Cause I, again, I didn't think I was ever going to talk to him again. And so me talking to him and feeling these feels, I'm like, Mm-mm, I do not like him like that. That's right. not what you're saying, you know? Yeah. So I was still hanging out with these other people and something just told me to just tell him. Cause I felt like things were getting a little bit more,
1: you know. Tell him that you're hanging out with other people? Yes.
2: And I told him, I was like, Hey, like, I don't, I feel weird. And that's the way that I kind of like get that buffer out of the way. Just go, just go ahead and tell him that you're feeling awkward. So you could just get that out the way. You know? Right, right, right. Like, I feel I feel weird about telling you this, but like, you know, I feel like we have something going. I just want to let you know that like, I'm still hanging out with people and I'm still talking to people. And, you know, and he was like, I really appreciate you telling me that. Like, you didn't have to. So mm-hmm. I know you only did that because you really care about me. So I appreciate that. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to go cut these niggas off today.
0: Okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, I, did the, I did the opposite.
0: I cut them off. And then was like, hey, I cut them off. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the rest of the story later. <laughs> but, um, but the, no, that, that, that's very much so valid. Because it's also like, I feel like the other people that are in the situation, you know, it's like, when you kind of know, you just kind of know, like, hey, like, I don't, like, the other people don't even just, you don't even vibe like that no more. It's
1: just kind of like. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that
2: just let me know off top that honesty is going to be key here. So, of course, you, like, whoever you're dealing with, it's, I mean, honesty is always going to be key when it's just me and me, so, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, you gauge the person that you're talking to and how that's going to feel. At that point, I knew that honesty is going to be key here. Like, I'm a, I'm, I am I'm, need to keep it up front, because I don't know. I feel like if I wouldn't have told him that, I don't know, maybe things would have been different. Maybe things wouldn't have been, like, as fluid. So, right. Honestly, that part let me know that I'm gonna have to say what I need to say. I'm gonna have to be honest about what I feel and like follow my gut and say some stuff. It won't always go like that. Mm -hmm. It won't always be received like that. And And the way he
0: responded was was good too. Like like his response wasn't like, "How dare
1: you be talking to other?" You know, it was kind of right. Right. That just
2: goes back to him to to me feeling like I don't owe him anything. He doesn't own me. You know, like he knows, he knows I could talk. He's like, you could talk to anybody. I don't, I don't have any so over that. So it's just him just, you know, just letting me know that like, yes, we are in a relationship, but like, I'm me and you're you. And like,
1: was he talking to other people? Mm -mm, No,
2: he wasn't talking. He was just to give you a snippet because he's super transparent about that, but he was married. So.
1: Got you. It's scary.
2: Coming out of that, and then the quarantine and all of that, he just was like in his own bubble. Yeah, you know? he wasn't talking to anybody. So now that
0: that's good. Like his response, and like that's like one thing I want to work on is just like, like even what we said earlier, like not taking things personal. Because in all honesty, like that's the reality of a situation. You Like, both people could have possibly been talking to other people. Duh, like, we're, everyone's an eligible bachelor and bachelorette right here. Yes. You know, sometimes when you hear it, you take it personal, and you think, like, you know, why you talking? You know, it's, it's me. Why would you be doing that? But it's really not a personal thing. It's just, like, the reality. Until a combo is had, wherever they're going to go.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I definitely had to work on, like, not taking that
1: personal, like, at all because. Yeah. It's not personal.
2: It's hard. it's hard. It's hard. Even now, you know. I mean, we haven't been together that long. I, I we've been together for eight months now. Mm-hmm. um Honestly, I think the this the long distance is probably the best thing. It's the best thing, and he's moving down here in a couple of months, so it mm-hmm. won't be long distance anymore. But. That has been the best thing because I know how I am when I'm all up under somebody and I'm like, yeah, and I forget all my stuff. So I feel like it's best that we are long distance because it forces. Yes. And to just honor. I just think we spend women spend a lot of time like wondering if like our feelings are valid, you know, and it's just not fair we just yeah. you know we'd be like uh I feel like like you said naggy I don't want to nag or I don't want to nitpick But it's like sis if you feel what you feel feel it you know maybe every feeling doesn't have to make it to the person maybe it's something exactly like maybe it's something that I can resolve on my own you know but don't like just try to write it off as you're being like annoying or pushy like be honest with yourself about your feelings so that you can be honest with the person and and I'm like I'm not
0: even an annoying ass girl because I know someone not to be a pick me but like I know some people who are just like way you know and that's not here at all but it's just like once I'm in something it's just like I just want to know that this is what that is you know and that's what I know that we good like we don't figure this out. But if I don't know that, then that's when it gets things get awry. <laughs> just like,
1: just
0: like, so how did y'all transition from all of that to being together? Like it just wasn't it just y'all just
1: kept it moving until was it was a conversation. Yeah. You,
2: he, we just kept it moving. Like we um, like I said, we had already been. He came down here in June. We hung out. That was cute. I went up there. And we just stay, continued talking, continued texting all the time, all that. Mm-hmm. And then he texted me one morning and he was like, let's be in a, and he put it in quotes, let's be in a relationship today. And I was like, for real? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I've uh-huh. never had anyone ask me. It just that, it, right? Yeah. So he just asked me and I mean, yeah, it just happened. It was so fluid and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm always in awe about it because after experiencing all the things that I've experienced in relationships, I just never thought that it could be this simple. You right. know, like it's so simple. If mm-hmm. I have a question, I ask it. If I have a feeling, I feel it. If I need to say something, I say it. He, mm-hmm. he said that yesterday too, because we don't talk all the time now. When we were first like, getting together and all that we were facetiming all the time and talking all the time but now sometimes we'll text all day but we won't like talk on the phone yeah. or FaceTime as much um and yesterday he called me and I was like oh my gosh I'm so happy to hear from you he was like yeah I like how we just kind of like do our own thing you know we stay in communication but we we go about our days and when we want to yes. talk like, y- y- y'all
1: don't feel obligated to doing anything yes yes
2: that's
0: the worst
2: that's the word obligation. Because it don't feel, feel good on either. On either, true. it doesn't feel good to have to
0: make somebody be something or do something, and doesn't feel good, I'm sure, for them either, and vice versa. Yes. like, uh, and that's horrible.
2: and that's another thing about it. Like, I can't, I cannot even be mad. At any other relationship that I've been in before this, because it's like you learn you if you learn your lessons backwards almost. Mm-hmm. So it's like that word obligation is like, and I realize now that a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing or doing in these past relationships is because I I felt obligated to do something. And so I felt this person needed to feel obligated to do something And to to So <laughs> if they weren't. Yeah, so then I felt disrespected. I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed, but I'm like, I, so you didn't even ask what you needed.
1: You didn't even like know what you what really you needed. needed.
2: What you really, really needed. And now it's like, I I don't know all of what I need, you know, but I know how to express it. I know when I need space. I know when I can't talk, you know, just everything, Just not everything is easy, but he just, it's, we both create space for right. it to be however
0: it's going to be. I think it's more so of like a... Like you said, like, y'all are both in a self-aware space. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that goes, like, for I've heard this from in a lot of different podcasts This couple's couple of periods, like, when you guys are both, like, open to communicating, open, y'all are both doing y'all's own separate work, all of that is simple because it's just, like, we're just going to talk about it and dress it. It's, it's not going to be this big elephant in the room, you know, are going to be acting funky, and you don't know why they're acting funky because y'all are going to talk about it when it's time. And then y'all also yeah. know that, hey – We are here. We are doing this, so it is simple.
2: It is simple, right? It's simple. He was here. As a matter of fact, after the workshop, the night, the night of the workshop, uh, we were in the car, and he wasn't saying anything. And so we got here. He like put his pajamas on to lay down. So I'm making up all these stories about what. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm like. You didn't even tell me that I did a good job. Blah, blah, blah. But I haven't communicated this to him. I'm just... In your head. head about it. So I put my pajamas on. I came in the front room. And I, I'm like, whatever. So he walks in. And he was like, so we're going to be in here watching TV? I was like, I'm in here watching TV. And he was like, is something wrong? And I'm like, Great. well, you didn't do did it You know? Great. No, I feel you. Yeah. And I told him that. But he was like, Raven, I didn't even know that, that, that that's what was happening. I laid down because I was just waiting on you. You know, you were moving around and I kind of started yelling a little bit. It became like this back and forth thing and he was like, well a boundary of mine is that you're not going to yell at me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I didn't yell no more. <laughs> 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 but
2: I told him later I told him after I was like I really appreciate you telling me that that's your boundary because I recognize that I only yell because in the past I didn't feel heard I, yeah. felt, like my feelings, I felt like my feelings were like irrational like they made me feel crazy for some of the shit I was saying so in order for you to understand I had to yell at you
0: mm-hmm. you know so that's, I that's you what, hear what I know Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and another thing is like the whole, like him just doing something and it looking like different to you. And you kind of make like that. And that's where you just take that and take it for three weeks of arguing just because it's like, I felt this weird energy from you. I should have just said something. But really, all you wanted was a little bit of attention and affection after having a whole day of, like, a whole event, you know what I'm saying? Yes. He just wanted a yes. little bit more extra of that, but he didn't know that, because why would he know that yet? Right. Know? And it really is about, like, like we've been saying, like, open communication, because literally I would be, like, I would take that and be like, oh my God, something's wrong, he saw something okay. at the event, he doesn't like me anymore, or I don't know, and then it just, and then I will address it later, and be, like, he was acting weird, this is what we be not about to do, and then like, yes. When really and it's just like, hey, oh, I just want like a hug and I just want to cuddle and I just want to talk about the event because it was a stressful last day or talk about this day because I just, I'm emotionally drained. Yes. I just lay here with you and just, you know, so.
2: Yes, it's, we will make up whole stories, you know, and y'all, we have to be open. We, we have to no
1: serve us at all.
2: We have to be open and we have to be honest, like, mm-hmm. If, if I if I and that's, an, that's just another example of me still learning you know like I don't know everything I don't know yes. I will never fully know him and he'll never fully know me you know so that's the fun part about relationships that's the fun part getting to know them and getting to know like how to show up for them and, and learning more about yourself because mm-hmm. I didn't even come to that realization about the whole yelling thing until he told me that he's not going to allow people to yell at him anymore because mm-hmm. he got Ass and he doesn't like that so now I'm like damn why do I yell because I have done that in friendships too where I have been it turns into a screaming match because I feel like I'm not being heard I'm not being understood you're missing my point I need to get my point across right. I'm
0: to you. so I it so may, crazy. It my comparison so crazy with the same thing not feeling and I think more so this is for me in like childhood being the only girl and also women in Kenyan households, you aren't heard Thankfully in mine, like, we have a more modern situation, but like, you know, like, and I was very much so quiet as a child and just didn't think that what I was going to say was going to, did nobody care in a sense or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm talking like middle, like elementary school type stuff. But yeah. then now. Um... Intermission time, intermission time. So uh, the whole audio done cut off while we were recording. Um, The technical difficulties were nutty. Um, so this is us jumping back into the conversation and trying to figure out what we were talking about. So yeah, that's what's happening. If it seems a little bit of a discourse, that's what's happening. So yeah, y'all enjoy the rest of the pod.
2: Staying open in relationships and just like not silencing
1: ourselves and just... you yeah. just kind of finding that line... Yeah. And like that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like he, de- he really creates a space for me to be myself. And I guess when you're, you're when you're faced with things that you never experienced before, it just all feels different. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now I get to be myself. So I'm like, okay, who is that?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, who like, is? Like that? He's helping you grow like, relationships. So like how, no matter what type of growth that is, or what. Which is helping you grow in any type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like you're elevating Mm -hmm. being with this person or like it's almost like you can't be with this person if you're not elevating, in a sense. Yeah. You know, like, it was the best, it was the best. Okay, well, any advice for girls um, for just coming from you, bad relationships to good relationships and really for me, I think it'd be like, I'll act like triggers, like, you know, some things might be a trigger because of your past, but like this guy isn't going to, he's not that person that you dated before, you know? Right. So you, like have an experience like that, and you can like go on to the next topic or advice for when those things do come up.
1: Yeah. Um, I would just say to be
2: patient with yourself, especially if you're still in that space of like, you're kind of like, you're like. Still dealing with the person that you know you need to, you know, kind of you need to let that go. Be patient with yourself and recognize that you need to let it go. Um, because that that is the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing for me. I'm telling you, it wasn't me letting that relationship go, not only made space for this new relationship, but it made space for like so many other things. Cause it was really, really, really heavy. So I really have to cut that cord. So if you know that there is something that you need to let go of right now, whether it's a relationship, a job, a friendship, whatever, go ahead and do it. And I'm not saying that because it's easy. I'm saying that because like, that's the, that's the gateway to like your best life is letting that go. And then if you're in a new relationship right now, I would just say, be true to yourself first. Like honor your feelings be honest with yourself and then be honest with this other person don't be afraid of losing um mm-hmm. do not be afraid of losing because if you look, like,
0: when you when you like you know meet a new person literally you're like how the hell did I do? how the hell did I deal with that but it's just like you are afraid of losing that in a sense then but then, it, but then it, it's a testament to like you know your worth like you know that you right. you know He's not the only person that's going to be like this. And what if he's not even the best that's out there for you? So yeah,
1: yes.
2: you do not be afraid of losing. Like if 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 you're honest about something and you lose things because of that, then it was just supposed to happen that way. You know, no matter how you deliver it, whatever, because I know we like to think about that too. Like, okay, I need to say this the right way. But what I've been what I've been learning in this relationship is that. When I don't have the words, I just don't say anything. And when I make space, like it comes up, like I said before, telling him that sometimes I feel like he's challenging me. That has been bothering me for months, for months. But every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh, if I say it like that, he. if I say something right now, it's going to be, you know? And then it just, the opportunity presented itself then for me to say it. And then it was received well. And that's not to say to just like, think about every little thing all the time sometimes you don't say shit like just go through shit and let it happen yeah 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 but like i i feel like we be ignoring our in our our intuition sometimes you know so tab
1: to address everything
2: yes yes we
0: do not (laughs) um which has helped me he was like this is your filter with men from now on he said, ask yourself these three questions. One, he said, you know, the four agreements, don't take anything personal, for mm-hmm. real, like, don't. And then one, he said, does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said, like, right now? In this... room mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's, that's good. So you do find the right words and stuff like that to make sure it's not a trigger and just to make sure it lands right and everything like that, like, before it just comes out, like, on some lashing out type of stuff
2: or whatever, so, that is great. That's, That's great
0: advice.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean overall
0: um, type to like not to call a friend out, but I'm just really like, I don't know, I am a vocal person. Like, I don't know. Like it, it, it depends on and I, it something might come out like the wrong way or whatever. Um, but I'd be like, okay, girl, let's think about this before it comes out.
2: Right. Yeah. And you know, like if you know that you've hurt someone's feelings, someone's feelings, or if you know that you kind of like said something and it affected somebody, don't hesitate to apologize, you know? Like the other day he told me, he was like, oh, I'm not having a really good day or something like that. So you could just pray for me, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And I was like, you know, just know that um, whatever it is, just don't worry about it. Just be here now. Be grateful for where you are now. And then I thought about that, and I was like, I don't even know what it is he's experiencing, and that probably was kind of dismissive to whatever he was doing. So mm-hmm. I, as soon as I came with that revelation, I immediately apologized. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really sorry if that was dismissive to your experience, because I don't ever want to do that. Right. And just, and I was just like, just right. if I'm here, right? So some <laughs> people said that, like that's
0: so
1: small, whatever. But no, like. Especially in instant
0: relationships, like those things, like they matter. Like,
1: they they matter. They really do. And it's like,
0: you could either say it and it'd be like, you know, too much, but it's still very sweet, or not say it and you could have just missed, you know, something. that You
1: know? Yes. So,
0: what brought you to this on the other post that I saw? I was like, yes. Um, when you were talking about like not drinking anymore. And even if you start drinking again, it's fine. But you know, yeah. like, <laughs> what brought you to even like those revelations?
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. So I said, I was going to do a dry January because I've never done that before. I just said, it. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do a dry January. I've never done a dry month. So I'm do I do dry January, but my friend, she was getting married and she had her reception and I was like, okay. I'm giving myself permission to drink this one day.
1: Right. Penny. What <laughs> <laughs> happened?
2: Was faded. Okay. Like I overdid it. I overdid <laughs> it. I overdid it. Like dropped my phone in the toilet, overdid it. Like just and I couldn't even, you know, when you just are so kind of wasted sometimes with your not- you just, I was just looking at it. I couldn't even, I could, like, I could see my phone at the bottom of the toilet, but my brain, I, I couldn't get it. I was just looking at it like, okay, it's its, it's there, you know? So I guess after that, I went down. because When I came to, I was sitting down in a chair and, like, there were just people surrounding me, like, asking me if I was okay and da 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 And one thing that I'm working through is, like, making sure that i I've, I've always felt like the friend that was, like, going through some shit. Like I always needed something, you know, I always like, like people always taking pity on me, you know? And in that moment, I felt that. And I just got so overwhelmed that I just started crying. And I thought that it was one of those, like, you know, them drunk cries where you just be crying just to cry because you're drunk, you know? And I thought it was that, but When I woke up the next day, I was like, "Mm -mm, that wasn't, that wasn't a drunk cry. That was like, I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to feel like this again. And so I was just like, I'm not drinking anymore, you know, because I'm not going to drink until I, cause what I recognize is that I don't know how to, um, set limits. And honor those limits, you know, like if I, if I know that I'm at my, at my, at my limit and I'm I'm drunk, I'm feeling good. I'm going to keep going. Like two, three drinks. Okay. But then, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going. And so I recognize that I'm not able right now to like stop myself. I'm not able to say, Hey, it's time to, it's time to not drink anymore. So until I feel confident enough to do that, I'm just not going to drink anymore. And I don't know, I never expected it to be two months, almost three months now, like, I was just like, I'm just not going to drink anymore. But, like, I've been thinking about it for quite some time. Like, for years, I've been like, dang, am I ever going to stop drinking? Like, is it going to be hard for me to stop drinking? And, and I sat on it for a really long time, and then that <laughs> happened. Let out, and we're talking about social drinking, because I, I know
1: it's not yeah. like, it's like children, just, like chill drinking, just because they don't know you. I know. You.
0: But, you yeah, know, know. Like normal, like, going out type of stuff like that. Yeah
1: yeah social drinking out out drinking like that
2: I mean yeah you know because sometimes I'll have like a glass of wine or a beer here and there when I'm at my house uh Mm -hmm. but I I mean I don't know I never give myself space to be just so totally wasted at my house because I just go to sleep you know (laughs) but there I was like done I was done and so something was in me like yeah girl We're not drinking. And I even tried, like I've been at the bar after that and I go up to the bar and I'm like, ooh, maybe I can get a beer or like a hard kombucha or something. I just... You wanted to stop before. Yeah, I wanted to stop before or maybe not that I wanted to stop before. I just was, I just always had this wonder, like, am I going to ever stop? You know, is it going to be hard for me to stop or is this going to be a thing? Because I know when I had graduated from college, my drink it was a thing when I was drinking I was drinking a lot I was drunk a lot but at that time I didn't really see it as as an issue you know but after that I got I would just think every now and again hmm am I ever gonna stop drinking is it gonna be hard for me is this gonna be a problem for me Mm -hmm. and um I got two things out of that. One is that I really don't have to like stress about when I'm going to stop doing something or when I'm going to realize something because life will happen and I'll come to the realization when it's time, you know? So that kind of made me feel better about it because it's like, okay, it was easy to make the decision because I I love and old fashioned okay I love wine I loved all that stuff and I thought it was gonna be difficult not to say it's not challenging because I go out with my friends now i go to dinner and stuff and they'll all have a drink and but I'm not bothered by it. Like I thought I was it was gonna be like I can't go where y'all going because I you know but it's not like that. Like my body is literally like we're not drinking right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've done like the dry January well I've done dry July I and mean, then I'll be like sober October. Um, for the same reasons, like, I don't, it depends on what, it depends on the night, but it's like, I won't know what my limit is sometimes. Emotions are always heightened and stuff during that. Yeah.
1: To be
2: honest, every time I would see you during a dry month, it convicted me, but I never quite knew what that was about. Yes. I never knew what it was about though. I would just always be like, why do I feel like why do I, why do I feel like I need to do this? You know? But now I know now it's like, yeah, it was coming, you know, not that I needed to do it right then and there, but it was coming for me to take that break. And now, um, I don't know. I just, I'm really just realizing my strength and how much I really don't need it. Like, and I still have fun. So I guess it's really showing me more of myself without it. Cause like, We went out to dinner um, maybe two weekends ago and everybody got a drink and I was still like sitting there laughing. But what I do notice, though, I do notice that um, when people people like love pouring shots, they just love pouring you shots without asking you if you want a shot or not and bringing them to the table, you know. And so I notice when I tell people, oh, I don't drink. They kind of like
1: look like what? You know, act like I took it, but I didn't. (laughs) that's definitely gonna be me i'm like i noticed
2: that like or if there's friends like my closest friends know that i'm not drinking Mm -hmm. but there are some people who i'm friends with but not like that cool with for them to know Mm -hmm. that and so they'll be like oh you're not drinking for how long forever that's like the main question you're not drinking forever and i'm just like well i don't know you know i didn't really put a limit on it and i had somebody else reach out to me on instagram saying like thank you for sharing your sobriety journey. And I was like, this is a sobriety journey? (laughs) Like, like, "Yeah." yeah, somebody reached out to me. He was like, I really am inspired by you sharing your sobriety journey. And I'm just like, I didn't even know this was a sobriety journey. I'm just not drinking for a while, you know? But I get it. So somebody reached out and was like, it's a sobriety journey. and you were just- They were like, thank you for sharing your sobriety journey. Like, I'm so inspired. And I'm just like, wow. You know, because I never set out for this to be a sobriety journey. I'm just like, letting y'all know, hey, because I don't see anything wrong with drinking. But I do notice when I overdo it. And it's a reflection of other places that where I overdo it, where I don't set boundaries, where I just kind of like go overboard with stuff and it just it's not good it doesn't make me feel good and in that moment when I gave myself permission to drink that one day I was like oh no this does not feel good it because it was a whole ripple drop my phone in the toilet couldn't log into any of my iCloud Apple stuff you know how all of that stuff is connected because I was trying to send messages from my Mac but couldn't do that All of the Apple stores are closed here because of COVID. So I couldn't make a genius appointment. I had to reach out to them through Twitter, got this new phone, didn't have anything to back it up. So everything is new. No photos, no messages, no nothing. And I just, it was just Mm -hmm. such a like, such a strenuous time. I was just like, "Mm -mm, no, not worth it, you know? And then, you know, I'm still in in January. January was still kind of like, heavy for me because i'm still kind of grieving and so i attributed it to that too like i i can't i'm i'm in a space where i am like really grieving right now and drinking is gonna make it foggy and i want to be present for like this whole thing i want to get what i'm supposed to get out of this because like this is heavy mm-hmm. so i
0: noticed that that's what I, i'm not trying to have nothing come up or, and just like attack me in a way i'm not prepared for are you, can you handle it? Are you being your best self? Because some people are very much self-functioning so and good, but still not their best self. Their potential is yes. not tapped into. What makes you tick? What makes you go
1: overboard?
0: Like all that type of stuff.
1: Exactly.
0: That's crazy. Well, that's, that, that's a good segue into our next thing. I think I'm going to do dry. What's July? <laughs> <laughs> so everything went crazy again, Honest. Um, and my audio was just so, so crazy. But um, what I was saying at the end of this was that I'm definitely gonna do Dry July, so y'all are gonna do it with me. Um, And just simply because I feel like with the world opening back up and just like people moving around, everyone's so excited and I'm not trying to go overboard on any of that and I just wanna make sure that I'm staying in the greatest of spaces. So I will probably be doing Dry July we going to see. Don't hold me to it, but we're going to see. And yeah, after that, I went into our next and last topic, which was about grief. Raven lost her grandfather um this year, and so we just kind of talked about that and our and our experiences with grief as of the past, you know, year or so. So, that's what we get into. Here we go. Um, right now
2: I'm good. You know, like it comes in waves and that's, that's the main thing that rings true is that it comes in waves. Like one day I'll be good. And one day I'll remember and I'll be like, damn, you know? So it's like, it's really teaching me so much about actual grief because like I lost my grandma too. Um, but I was like, that was in 2002. So I was young, you know. I mean, it hurt me, you know. I was really sad about it and I was really young. So I had more time with my mm-hmm. grandpa though. He raised me. Like I did I lived with him until maybe my sophomore year in high school and then I moved with my mom. So yeah, he's basically like um my dad, really. He raised me. So wasn't really expecting him to pass away. So like it it really hit me really deep. So I don't know it, he, um, I feel more, um, it's crazy because as sad as it is, I feel like I've been doing this work so that I could be able to handle it better. I don't like the word handle, but for lack of a better word, handle it better. You know, like it was hard and it's still challenging, but, um, I have, I have, I have made peace with it. So what the, the cries that I have are not about like, oh my gosh, why, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just like, dang, I'm sad that this person isn't here anymore, but I understand. So, and I think that that's something that I maybe wouldn't have been able to do had I not been like doing all the work I've been doing to like.
0: So on this part, I went into telling her that it was so wild because the same thing kind of happened to me with goons passing. I Y'all know I love Black Love, and um, one of my favorite couples from their past season was Kariga and Fifi Bailey, and they had suffered from, or not even suffered from, that's not a good word, but they experienced um, a stillbirth, and just the way that they honored their daughter and the way that they talk about transitioning, period was just so beautiful to me. And it was just so inspiring in a sense that it's something that we all go through losing someone, but it doesn't have to be um, something that is devastating in a bad way forever. Like there's so much beauty in transitioning and in that whole thing. So we talked about that. And then I asked Raven, What does she think as a writer and stuff and somebody who's just experienced all of this and is a wellness teacher in a sense? What's the best thing to to say to somebody when they lose someone? Because we are all kind of at a loss for words when that happens, although we all have experienced it. It's kind of crazy. So then we get into that.
2: You can't even be so many things come with grief, you know, like. Anger, sadness, confusion, and so sometimes it's like misdirected. So when I made that post about him when it happened, um, reading all the messages, it's like, damn, I know that all of y'all mean well, you know. And reading all of them, it just does not feel good sometimes, you know. So, but one person, one person did say something. She was like, um, she was like. My heart breaks for you, and I am here if you need me. And I like that. You know, I'm here if you need me. Like, it's simple because I don't know, because I don't want to say, I don't want to say, like, oh, he's in a better place. I don't want you to tell me that, you know, or I don't want to, I don't want you. Or you know what? This one girl, she was like, and I guess she was going off of what I had put in my caption. She was like, what a, what, um, damn, what did she say? Something about what like, oh, she was like, what an enlightened place to be in the middle of your grief, like sending you love, you know? So think, just say things that aren't so personal about the actual situation and just offer some type of support and reassurance. But I don't even want to say reassurance because I mean, at the end of the day, you don't know what happens you know you don't you just don't know so just letting someone know mm-hmm. hey i'm here for you if you need me how can i support you so like that is personable without making it like so about the actual situation it's just like and because when I read it it kind of tugged me a little bit because I, I would be hesitant to write that on somebody else's post about grief because I wouldn't know how it would make them feel and I'm so glad that that person wrote that because it just made me feel supported not that anybody else's stuff didn't but that my heart breaks for you that made me feel supported because it's like yeah. let's I, yeah. it, it just made me feel like we're being real about this <laughs> You know, right. it's hard. I know your heart is aching. And yeah, my heart breaks for you. I'm here if you need me. So yeah, just offering support and nothing else. Not any, don't offer me anything, any advice if I have not asked for it. Just offer, just ask me how you can be there for me. That's all. Mm-hmm.
0: The grief is never going to go away because that's kind of scary. It's like, so you I'm going to be like, this forever, but it's, it's true, but it's, I don't know if someone's ready to receive that. Because they just, it just, you know, it just happened, like, that's one thing I was like, okay, but damn. Right. Like,
2: like words, <laughs> words like, never, like, don't use, don't use, and, and that's where we go back into language, you know, like, be very intentional and mindful about what you're saying to people. Words right. like her, and always, no, like don't use indefinite mm-hmm. words like that, especially when you're trying to comfort somebody while they're grieving, because it's just, you know, like no, don't do that. Just offer support where you can, because I don't want to hear the words never. I don't want to hear always. I don't want to hear none of that right now. <laughs> like forever. I don't
1: want to hear none of that. Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like forever and forever, like, is usually like, um, a nice word used in a nice context. But when you're thinking about somebody who literally whose physical presence is never going to be here anymore, words like that, never, always, forever, ever. Yeah, those are the main ones. It's just like kind of yeah. keep those out of, the, out of the vocabulary right now until you know. I mean, or just, just don't say them, you know, try your best. And that's not to say because we're human. You know, we don't be knowing,
1: but if you can help it.
0: This weekend was like, actually, not this this weekend. I was watching Will Smith and Jay Shetty, like their interview, whatever. And Will Smith was basically talking about, like, how we always, you know, when someone, we see somebody pass where, you know, someone else is going through it, we always think it can never be us until it's us like going through that or until it's us actually passing away in reality. And um, he kind of, what I got from that whole conversation was kind of like, back again. But basically what Will Smith was saying in that Jay Shetty interview was to greet people and leave people like you'll never see them again because in reality, you might really not see them again. So that's why I said at this point it was breaking up but I was like I have to re-record this part let's get back to it I cannot because everything is sounding crazy but um and then I went on to say that like those were moments having those were moments with people and if you have something to say to somebody say it you really don't ever know what's gonna happen um and then we went on to concluding and then We just have the end of the podcast um, where she's talking about ginger tea podcast and everything she has going on. And then that's it. This is like the craziest my audio has ever been. It will never happen again. I promise for anyone who's new listening from um, wherever else, this is not how it normally goes down, y'all. It's the ghetto. It's the whole entire ghetto. But okay, let's end this.
1: Uh yeah, I knew we were gonna we were gonna uh, chit chat and kiki, but
2: um the yeah. podcast I'm so just thrilled with that podcast because um I've always been hard on myself about like con- being consistent about things and really going through with things so I am just really giving myself my flowers right now on how I've been putting out episodes because like wow I just can't believe it you know but yeah it's just a podcast
1: of me offering um
2: I don't want to call I don't want to say advice you know it's just me being transparent it's me being how I am yeah and translating that, just talking about talking about different things that are helping me, different topics that I feel like might benefit people. Like the last one was about, was with me and a friend talking about how we focus. Kind of like you brought that up um, earlier talking about how we just like make, um, we be sweating the small stuff when it comes to like living and healing and like thinking that we got to do these specific things, you know, so it's just stuff like that, like candid conversations about how I'm navigating things hoping that it can like give someone else some ideas on how to navigate their lives too. And it's been such a such a pleasure. Like I thought I was going to cringe at the thought of listening to myself, but I'm realizing that like I need to get this out. Like I've been and all day, but like talking out loud and talking to myself, this is like a this is healing for me, for real, to just like sit there and just And just talk and bend. Like, of course, I have all my plans and stuff I want to talk about. But once I get into it, I'm like, okay, I need to get that out. So you can find Gender 2, the podcast, really, on anywhere you stream your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google. and that's pretty much it. There's a couple others like Breaker and all that, but just search Ginger Tea, all one word, yeah. Ginger Tea, the podcast. And then we're also on Instagram at Ginger Tea, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't have anything else to mention. Just follow me, be in community with me. Like, I love meeting new people, um, I love connecting with new people. So, that's that would be the main thing that I have to say is like, meet me, meet me off of here when we're done.
0: Okay, guys, Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Looking forward to next week as well. I'm going to leave you guys with what's bringing me peace of mind Um, and what always brings me peace of mind. Literally, I listen to this at least once a day, if not more. Um, And it's my Spotify gospel slash feel good playlist. It's called On God. It's just a mixture of my favorite gospel songs and a mixture of just my favorite feel good Songs um, and I play this playlist basically every morning. I've been doing it since last summer, and I add to it whenever a new jam just makes me feel that I add to it. So I'm definitely going to be putting that link in the bio. It's called On God. Let me know what y'all think. And then I want to listen to different things outside of my atmosphere. So send me some music. I'm gonna start with Young Thug and Gunna, like I said earlier, because I'd never listened to that on my own, and I'm gonna listen to that whole whatever project that they have going on but yeah so that's what's bringing me peace of mind this week on god y'all have a great rest of the week and weekend love you bye